This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And they are topics worthy of discussion, and they're brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville, pound 3636. In the house, we've got Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, minister over at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, as well as a former MPP in Parkdale High Park. Hello, Reverend. Hello, Alex. Sinned. Lovely to see you in the chair. <laughs> Thank you. And John Capabianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner, and National Practice Lead for Public Affairs in Fleischman Willard's Toronto office. Hello, John. Hello there, Alex. And Michael Giles, who has been in government for 30 years. Are you okay? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and currently Chief of Staff to a Deputy Mayor Anna Bio. Good to have you as well. Um, the operative. <laughs> yeah, 30 years, eh? That's what's wrong with you. Um, let's talk a little bit about, I just spoke with the Education Minister, uh, um, Stephen Lecce. Uh, he's a very skilled speaker. You're not going to bump any of these guys off their talking points. They've got their position. But bottom line is, next Wednesday, uh, parents will have to you know, make sure their high school kids are either sleeping all day or on the couch or doing something because they're going to get another day off. Province, um, you know, says the unions won't budge on the 2%. Unions say it's all about the kids. And Mr. Lecce is now saying time to name and shame unacceptable demands. I'll start with you on this, uh, Michael. Um, You know, we're at an impasse. And parents are going to end up paying the price on this, and so will the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've we've talked about this before, and I think what this comes down to is going to be public opinion and who has the the message that resonates. And and, uh, frankly, this sort of goes either way right now. But... You know, uh, once you start getting the days off, once you start getting the strikes, once the schools start closing, then the pressure ramps up. And at that point, it'll be uh, who's who's being unreasonable, who's not being unreasonable. Um, Stephen Lecce, I mean, I, I I give him credit. He's he, as you say, he's on message. He he's smart. He handles himself very well. And so that could be a major factor in this because it's who gets uh, who sells what to to whom. And and I think that you know, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be about the kids. And if you have, you know, a strike that's, you know, if it does happen, you're two weeks in or something like that, then you'll see the pressure ramp up to a point where they'll have to do something. Somebody will have to do something. We're at the point, John, I mean, people and parents, they want to get some direction. What is going on? I mean, it's great the unions give five days notice, so you've got an idea, but are we going into rotating strikes? Are we going to go into a full walkout? And the bottom line is we're not getting any information from either side. Well, and that's the thing. And I think in these kinds of situations, especially when you're dealing with unions and and, and teachers, unions, quite frankly, have, have always been quite quite militant when it comes mm-hmm. to this kind of stuff, and they've always used the threat of, of clo- school closures as they can and as they as they often do with respect to saying, well, you know, rotating strikes or one-day strike as we saw earlier this week. Uh, and the challenge becomes one of, as Michael said, is a public relations battle because really the, it's the parent who will determine whether or not the unions are going to be pressured into acquiescing and, and agreeing to what the government says, or if the public opinion is turning against the government, again, it'll be something that the minister will want to uh, will want to address but I think the key thing here and and, and as, you, as you mentioned from the outset Alex you know this minister is somebody who is not going to shy away he is going to he's going to go head to head with the unions when it comes to public relations you saw ads you saw videos that the unions were sending to their teachers to try to bolster up support um, but this minister is going out there every once in a while and saying look at we have done what we could we've moved uh, from class sizes 28 to 25 we've moved from e-learning from four to two we've actually made some some agreements and we we also settled the QP strike uh, the QP strike back in the day so that should in and of itself should mean that these guys are being unreasonable in some cases so um, I, I just think as this as, as we saw on Wednesday there's a lot of disgruntled and, and displaced parents who had to, to scramble to get their kids uh, in daycare or other other means uh, if it's longer than a day I think public pressure is going to turn on the unions well also Reverend you know if it's more than a day and it's elementary I think it's when you get the elementary kids involved and those parents because people like me mm. who are always broke I'm 
I going to have to find child care costs? And when you actually get parents having to go, oh, my God, I need an extra couple of hundred bucks a day. My kids are out of school. That's when I think it becomes real for a lot of parents. And so, you know, at that point, you try to get answers from from the education minister. Would you lock the teachers out? Want some clarity? I don't get the sense it's going to happen before Christmas, but parents need some kind of, um, you know, knowledge of what's going on. Look, parents are firmly on the side of the teachers in the polling. Uh, Oh, yes, they are. And uh, they say they want class sizes that are reasonable. They don't want increases in class sizes. Is 25 not reasonable? No, it's not. I mean, they want to go back to the class sizes they had before. They don't want e-learning. They don't want uh, cuts to special ed. Um, I haven't heard special ed at all in this conversation, to be frank. Um, These are all demands of the teachers. And and you've got got an education, you know, assistant to to the education minister is making 132,000 a year. And he's like, what, 19 years old? I mean, Sam Oosterhoff, well, he's 21 or 22 now. I mean, uh, you've got fourteen percent, okay, boomer, fourteen percent increase to cabinet <laughs> ministers, and the teachers <laughs> are asking for you know two percent. I mean, I teach uh, you know the parents that I've spoken to, they do not want cuts to education. I see the signs all over downtown Toronto, um, and I think he's losing this. I think he's waging a good PR battle, uh, but he's losing. But it is a PR battle, John, because a lot of these the cuts and this, and I mean, it's become uh, adopted into the mainstream. A lot of this is just rhetoric. I, I do actually think parents would be okay with 25 kids in the classroom. I think that's more than fair. I had 35 to 40 when I was growing up. Uh, otherwise, if you're going to get into 22, those numbers, then you may as well pay a fee, like a private school. Well, and the reality is, is that this government has increased spending on education. It, there's, it's a fact that they've increased spending on education. It's the school boards who have who have misaligned some of the closed money and, and closed up and, and are, are, are making some of this stuff. But they, you know they haven't budged at all. They, they, the minister has continually asked for for mediation and they come to the table. They've refused that. Uh, they've increased the budget. They've increased spending by $1.2 billion. And and in fact, on the e-learning stuff, I think, you know, there's a who wouldn't want their kid to be to be taught and to have certain certain classes? And and the government listened. They, so they thought four might have been too much. Fine. And they listened. They went down to two. So they've actually been listening and been cooperating with the unions. And so I think the unions have always had this in mind. They've always wanted to strike. Uh, and they've got their way. But I do, I, I disagree with, with Sherry respectfully. I don't, I don't think the parents are on the side. I think the ones that are um, uh, on the picket lines, but I think the parents are, are, are by and large, the silent majority. They're just trying to get by. Who they're just, just trying to get, get by. They're, 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 and then, quite frankly, they're probably, you know, flustered as everybody else, so who to believe, the minister or the, or the unions. But what they want is they don't want their kid to be at home. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, Michael, the boards, to me, are one of the biggest problems. They are hundreds and hundreds and millions of dollars. The province gives them more money. They still can't figure it out. And that's an issue. So close the boards. Well, and remember a few years ago when they, and people still remember the $129 pencil sharpeners that were getting installed and all that kind of stuff. And the iPhones, Michael. And the iPhones. And the reality is that, you know. uh, And the pencil sharpeners. What the government is going to do is they're going to try and move this to a place where they, onto a battlefield where they can easily win. If if, uh, the government is successful, the minister is successful and moves this into the battlefield of compensation. This is about compensation. This is about and this is what I think he's sort of threatening in the last year, but putting everything on the table. If this comes just a battle about compensation, then uh, the unions are going to lose this one. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's pause it there. Topics worthy of discussion here. I'm Alex Pearson, in for John Oakley here, listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.